who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Anthony here with you from the Matter of Stats podcast. What a great weekend it was for L.A. sports, and particularly for Lakers and Dodger fans. Oh, man. The Lakers and Dodgers had a historic weekend, a great weekend for Los Angeles sports, as the Lakers and the Dodgers both do something very, very special, and we wanted to chat with you about it just for a little bit here. Um, of course, the Lakers will start with them as they took care of business in Vegas, capturing the first ever NBA in-season tournament championship. They become the inaugural in-season tournament NBA champions, uh, the first ever NBA Cup also now belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers, along with the first ever uh, in-season tournament MVP award going to, of course, none other than the great LeBron James. Uh, it was a historic run for the Lakers in this inaugural tournament. They went 7-0. and They took care of business uh, in the quarterfinals at home against the Suns in a really tight one. Then they went off to Vegas, and they completely dominated the New Orleans Pelicans uh, in the semifinals, then advancing to face the Pacers Saturday night in Vegas for the finals, where they were able to pull away late and beat the Pacers, uh, going away with it down the stretch. And uh, LeBron was great. Reeves was great. AD was great. We'll talk a little bit about their individual performances, but... Quite a run for the Lakers in this tournament. Uh, I know myself and uh, you know just a lot of fans and people in the media were kind of really uh, skeptical and interested to see how this tournament was gonna play out, how it was gonna happen, you know, logistically, how it was gonna lo- look, and you know, were these players really gonna get into it? Were they really gonna be motivated by uh, the money and uh, the opportunity to win? You know, seemingly a trophy that you know maybe is is not looked upon, of course, like an NBA championship uh, in value and stature, especially because it's new and you know we just don't really know what to expect. Um, but I think it's safe to say that uh, money is definitely a motivator, as all these teams, all these players were really into it, really engaged. Uh, I think you saw really high-level basketball in all of these tournament games. You saw, um, you know, playoff-type atmosphere in a lot of these arenas, and you really saw players, uh, you know, wanting to play, wanting to win, playing hard, maximum effort. Um, the you know it's a lot of money at stake and i know sometimes we think well these professional athletes they make millions hundreds of millions of dollars what do they care about you know a few hundred thousand dollars well they care <laughs> because it was pretty clear in the level of play across the board especially when you got to vegas uh the semifinal game and the championship game uh, you were seeing 
high-level effort um, from players and from coaches. You were seeing, you know, tighter rotations, um, you know, players playing longer stretches, more minutes, typical of what you'd see, you know, in an NBA uh, playoff series. So it, it was kind of, it was played that way, it was coached that way, it was managed that way. And I think the results and expectations reflected that. Uh, as we mentioned, the Lakers, they advanced to Vegas uh, via beating the Suns. The uh, the semifinals in the West, they handled the Pelicans uh, mightily, dropped, you know, 133 on them, held them to 89 points, uh, really did a great job, particularly on Zion, Ingram, and C.J. McCollum, keeping all of them in check well below their averages. Uh, the Lakers had a you know, just a great second half, a tremendous third quarter, you know, where they were able to really break out and pull away from the Pelicans. Uh, the Lakers hit 17 threes in that game, which is obviously something they don't normally do. Um, and LeBron had, I think, 31 points in just 22 minutes, uh, you know, which was historic in its own right. And the Lakers were able to cruise into the championship game, pacing, you know, um, facing the Pacers, who were able to beat Milwaukee, which I think was a little bit of a surprise to some. But the Pacers are the number one scoring team in the league. And they gave up a lot of points, but they also scored a lot of points. And they were able to get by Milwaukee with just a great offensive performance uh, led by their superstar, Halliburton, who was just dynamic in um, the tournament overall, but particularly in the quarters and the semis. He had, uh, you know, he was, he was averaging over 25 points a game in those two games. He had something like 25 assists and zero turnovers in the quarters and the semis heading into the final game against the Lakers, where he um, was pretty much held in check. The Lakers did an excellent job trapping him, uh, forcing him into higher movements away from the basket, really showing different looks at him, creating sort of staggered walls um, on the defensive perimeter so he really couldn't get downhill, couldn't get to the basket, couldn't create, couldn't, you know, couldn't score like he had been doing in the other performances. And the game was, you know, Lakers led basically the whole way, um, felt kind of comfortable. The Pacers cut it to, you know, two or three a couple of times late in the third and fourth quarter. But the Lakers pulled away in the final five minutes of the game, um, cruising to, uh, you know, a, a, an easy uh, victory led by uh, the tournament MVP, LeBron James. He was great. Anthony Davis was unbelievable. 41 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks. Austin Reeves was great, 28 points off the bench, and the Lakers cruised uh, to winning the first ever uh, NBA Cup. So pretty exciting stuff uh, in the city of Las Vegas for the city of Los Angeles. And we'll, you know, we'll talk more about that, of course, uh, and the tournament in general uh, this week on our regular podcast. Also wanted to touch on some other super exciting news that happened, the L.A. Dodgers, they did what many expected, but, you know, there was some speculation that maybe it wouldn't happen, but the rumors ended up coming true, and Shohei Otani is a Los Angeles Dodger. It feels like the perfect fit, a match made in heaven. You know, the uh, Dodgers, who are iconic, great in their own right, um, great National League team organization they win their division almost every year they go to the playoffs almost every year so it just made sense for Shohei to stay you know home not uproot his family 
drive down the freeway to Los Angeles and put on that Dodger blue. He signed a 10-year, $700 million deal to play with the Dodgers. He's going to slide into that lineup, the new big three with Otani, Betts, and Freeman. That Dodger lineup is going to be stacked. Um, can't wait to, to see his debut. And um, interestingly enough, too, obviously it's the largest contract we've ever seen an individual player get in any of the four major North American sports. But, you know, Shohei, at his request, had a lot of that money deferred, uh, you know, meaning a lot of it is backloaded so that the Dodgers would have more cap flexibility. I shouldn't say cap flexibility, but um, actual um, uh, monetary flexibility to, to spend more money now without being hit with luxury taxes to make sure the team is as competitive as possible. So really only about 550 of that million um, 700 million is going to be paid uh, early in the contract. Most of it's going to be deferred. So the Dodgers will still have a lot of flexibility to make sure the team can uh, fill the holes and needs around it, like another outfielder, another starting pitcher, uh, you know, to make sure that they're putting Otani and the, and the organization in the best possible um, situation to win. And that was something that was really important to Otani. And we just can't wait to see him in that Dodger lineup, um, you know, this spring. So, of course, we will talk all about this in detail on the pod this week. More Laker talk, more Shohei talk. Great to be an L.A. sports fan. And we will see you this week on the Matter Stats podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.